Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casino. Nothing else comes close. Good afternoon. Welcome into Sabres Live. I'm Marty Baron. Brian Duff is under the weather this afternoon. So it's going to be me and my friends for this hour of hockey talk here on WGR 550. Radio only today, by, today, by the way. So if you think of uh, getting into the house, tuning into MSG, we are not on the air on the TV side, but we are on the radio side. Sabres are at St. Louis tonight for uh first of two meetings this season against the St. Louis Blues and uh you know what I said I was going to bring some of my friends in so we're not going to wait to make this guy wait any longer we're going to go to this guy that tells story on sabers.com that's according to his uh, Twitter account that's Jordan Little Barber uh in St. Louis so uh Jordan um how long did it take for you to find that line and put it on your Twitter uh you know description there Oh, that, that was months of workshopping, uh, <laughs> focus groups, and, you know, eventually you, you narrow it down to a few final selections, and that's what we came up with. So uh, telling stories on Sabres.com is one of your many talents. Uh, fashion icon is another one. What an appearance <laughs> next to Kevin Adams in the press conference yesterday with the turtleneck. It looked fantastic. You've got the tie on right now, you know, road attire for, uh, for you know, employees and whatnot, but you are at the arena and the St. Louis Blues were on the ice for their morning skate. And now the Sabres will take the ice in about 15, 20 minutes. So um, any news circulating around the rink as to uh, what the Sabres may do tonight? Jordan Greenway looks like he'll be back in the lineup. Gary Kulik got sent down. Brendan Byro is up. So they've got options at forward. What do you think uh, we see in the lineup tonight? Yeah, well, we're, we're, the team will be on the ice in about a half hour here. So we'll get the answers then. But I think Donnie, Don Granado kind of uh, said yesterday, Jordan Greenway, he expects him to be back in the lineup um, after missing the last two games with a personal matter. So that'll be, that'll be great for the team. He's been one of the best penalty killers in the league, obviously an identity guy. So um, we'll, you'll likely see him tonight. And then how that affects the rest of the lineup, whether you go 11-7 as they did last game or you go back to a 12-6 look, um, I'll find out. Yeah, so I mean, eleven and seven happened many times this year, and I think it was more with the roster restrictions that the Sabers did have. 
I don't think it happened last game. Last game was a decision to go with seven yeah. defensemen. We know Matthias Samuelson had left the game early against the New Jersey Devils after taking mm -hmm. a puck to the uh, uh, jaw face area. Uh, needed some stitches and also was held out from uh, just precautionary. The game was not going the right way, um, but they wanted to make sure he was going to be 100%. But the 7D played really well. Henry Yokiar, you played well. Dalene had another good game. Um, mm -hmm. Is this a new option now for Don Coronado to have 7D or is like most hockey teams, 12 and 6 is the way to go? And unfortunately, you may have to make some tough decisions as to who would not be playing on the back end? I think it is a new option. And the, I, the interesting thing is it hasn't been something Don Granado's done historically uh, during his time here in Buffalo uh, until this season. And like you said, it came out of necessity, but I think it speaks to how they feel about all seven defensemen and the, the roles each of them are playing. And you saw Henry Okihayu come back in in New York and he had a, he had a strong game. Um, Don Grado said he likes the physicality. Connor Clifton brings that's something unique to him. Eric Johnson, last I checked, led the entire NHL in uh, penalty kill minutes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's been an area of strength this year. So I think it's an option. Whether they go to it tonight, I don't know. But I, I do think it is an option moving forward. Jordan LaBarber from Sabres.com is joining us for a few minutes from St. Louis right now. The Sabres are not on the ice yet. Um, you know, central time kind of throws off a little bit of our timing because usually if it's in the Eastern time zone, 1130, they're on the ice. We already would have a sense of what the lineup might be, but unfortunately we may not get that until later in the show, uh, if at all, but I do have a few surprises. We'll David Leggio is going to join us right. here in a little bit later and uh, Darren Drager is also going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour. As, as always on Thursday, um, he always joins us there. Um, Jordan, when you look at the St. Louis Blues and you think of the challenge that it will be for the Sabres tonight to coming off that great win against the New York Rangers after a bad loss to the New Jersey Devils, um, what kind of uh, challenge would the Blues present the Sabres tonight in this game in St. Louis? Well, I think you're probably looking at a, at a team that's unhappy, kind of like you were, and not to the extent that the New Jersey Devils were, but, you know, the Blues are coming off a loss. They're coming off a two, two losses in the last three games, and yep. the start's important. You know, every around the league, team that scores first generally wins, but the Blues have taken that to one of the more extremes this year. I look, they're 10-0-0 they're and when scoring first, so um, you want to set the tone early, and you want to get that first goal, which is, I guess, kind of a generic thing to say, but maybe especially so tonight. Well, especially so tonight, and because we don't know what the Sabres lineup will be, we also don't know who will be in net for the Buffalo Sabres yet. We may get a better sense of that later in the show and when the Sabres take the ice for the morning skate. But um, something that has been really good for the Sabres is the play of Uko Pekalukunen. In his nine starts this year, he's 6-2-1. and one. He did have a loss to his credit when he came in uh, to relief of Eric Comrie when Comrie got hurt. Um, but still, in nine starts, being 6-2-1, and one, and the way that Lukanen has played, given the team confidence, um, what would you do? Would you keep rolling with Lukanen? More often now, knowing that you got a game today, you got a back-to-back -back this weekend, you got Tuesday, Thursday next week. Like there is some action here to get on a roll if you're the Sabres and Uko Pekalukinen. Yeah, and I think it's really exciting uh, to see him have the opportunity to to get into a rhythm 
um, which is something he hasn't had a, a lot of opportunity to do in his career because of injuries and, you know, a couple of years where he's up and down coming from Rochester. And, you know, we're right around the time this time last year when he had that six game winning streak uh, where you remember the big, big wins in Vegas and Colorado with Colorado, which is actually a trip uh, coming up pretty soon for the Sabres. So yeah. I think it's exciting to see him get into a rhythm. Yeah, um, we talked to Dan Dunleavy yesterday. He said he feels like UPL is walking differently, uh, you know, playing differently. There's a lot of confidence there. Um, mm -hmm. Have you had a chance to to sit down and even talk to him about, you know, that confidence or uh, even talking to other players? And they always seem, Alex talked the other night, talking about, you know, Lukanen has been great. UPL has been great. He's so confident. Um, is that really a sense that you get from the locker room? Yeah, I do. Even just seeing him, um, you know, it's it's a it's a team, a young team where all these guys are around his age, and he's he's been growing with them for years now. So yeah, yeah there's definitely a sense of comfort in that sense. But also, uh, I think Kevin Adams touched on yesterday just the amount of experience he has now. You know, he's it's kind of been there, done that, and he's able to just be more natural and be, uh, you know, be more in the moment, maybe. And and you definitely see it on the ice. There's definitely a a uh, a presence, which obviously is easy for a guy as big as he is, but yeah, he is <laughs> it's a confident huge. presence. He is huge. I mean, the more and more I look at him, he's gotten bigger. And I'm not talking like it just feels like his body has matured, his, his, his body language has matured, his posture has matured, which makes a big difference. Uh, a couple more minutes here with Jordan LaBarber of Sabres.com before he's got to go do some real work and catch the Sabres morning skate in St. Louis. Um, Jordan, Devin Levi got sent down to Rochester. We talked about it, Duffer and I. We've been talking about it for the last few weeks. It's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing right now. And they did what they thought was best. They tried Devin Levi early in the season. It just didn't work. That's it. It just didn't work. That's not bad. Like, Lukanen's playing well. You keep working with Levi. He's going to be a really, really good goaltender for this organization. Uh, Levi spoke yesterday. Um, what did you make of some of his comments, which I thought were very mature and, and going the right direction when having to, you know, spend some time in Rochester in the American League? Yeah, I thought it's classic Devin Levi. He's he's a guy who really um, focuses on the mental part. Of, I mean, med meditates on the ice. It's, yeah. it's being present. It's being present, being where your where your feet are. It's something he he really takes a lot of uh, puts a lot of stock into. And he's a, he's he's a good kid who's going to approach it the right way. And like you said, it's a good thing. Rhythm, getting getting to a rhythm, get practice time, get games. And I think he's the youngest goalie in the NHL this year. So uh, plenty of time to develop and look no further than UPL as an evidence as evidence of of why uh, the, the benefits of having that time. Not only UPL, but you look around the league, right? You see Soros having to wait his time behind Pecorine, Connor Hellebuck going through the minors before going to, uh, you know, the Winnipeg Jets, uh, Igor Shosturkin with Hartford, Vasilevsky with Tampa. I mean, there has been so many top-end goaltenders that have had to wait their time, develop in the minors, then, you know, be patient and wait for that opportunity. Now, we all thought maybe Levi's opportunity was going to work out and, and happen fast, quicker than maybe the uh, the normal route in the NHL. But, hey, that's, that's very simple. And, uh, you know, everything should be fine. Jordan, uh, any last words uh, when it comes to tonight's matchup before we let you go to uh, write your beautiful stories on Sabres.com? Uh, I, 
I, I don't think so. I think just uh, stay tuned to Sabres.com around noon. You'll have your, your game preview. Okay. Anybody, uh, any player in particular you think may, may get hot tonight or a player to watch? How about Victor Olofsson? He's he's had a couple of two, three two-assist games in the last four. Um, been playing really well. Uh, let's see if maybe he adds a goal tonight. Okay. Well, Jordan LaBarber, thank you so much for joining us on Sabres Live here from St. Louis. He's always on the road. He always gets the juicy stories or at least the right stories, the factual stories on Sabres.com. So give him a follow, read his stuff. It's awesome. Jordan, thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks, Marty. Well, that was Jordan LaBarber from uh, Sabres.com. He's in St. Louis. Uh, The Sabres went to New Jersey and then stayed in the New York metropolitan area, played the New York Rangers, came back home for about 24, 48 hours before heading back on the road, St. Louis tonight, and then the Carolina Hurricanes uh, on Saturday before coming home on Sunday. Um, An important matchup tonight against the St. Louis Blues. And you look at the Blues being very inconsistent this year. They don't have a lot of good goal scorers. They don't have anybody with 10 goals this year. They don't have anybody with nine. Uh, the Sabres have two. J.J. Paterka and Casey Middle and, and Jeff Skinner, I should say, with nine and 10. Only one player above 16 points. The Sabres have four. Um, their goaltending has been good, but not super. Uh, you know, so it's a weird thing with the St. Louis Blues. And, and their success this year, because they are in the playoff spot, they're 11, 9, and 1, uh, which is uh, just yeah, a couple of games better than the Sabres at 10, 10, and 2. As I said earlier in the show, we're going to have a bunch of friends joining us. And uh, this guy is uh, one of my goalie friends, but becoming one of my uh, really, really good friend here in Buffalo. He is the president and CEO of Ledger Goaltending. So for the local uh, goaltending community, you know what I'm talking about. He's the original fair play scandal, which I hope, Duffer, you're getting a little laugh at home right now because of the fireplace scandal that uh, you gifted me one time because you didn't know what I was saying when I mentioned the fair play scandal. Played at Clarkson University, was in the uh, Rochester American in the AHL. World Championship with Team USA, Olympic Games in 2018 with the uh, U.S., played a few years with Red Bull in Germany, but uh, more than, than that, he's a really funny guy and a good friend. David Leggio on the show here on Sabres Live. Ledge, how you doing? I'm doing great. Wow, what an intro. I feel fantastic now. Thank you so much. I'm doing great, that- Marty. I consider you a good friend, too. I should have been introducing you every game. Like every time you stepped on the ice, I should have had this, you know, play back just to get you pumped up. I think it's, it's like, uh, what's that? Stuart Smalling from, uh, Center Live. You're good enough. Uh, you're smart enough. I, I, I think I'm going to record what you just said. And that's going to be my alarm clock when I wake up every morning. And uh, uh, you'd wake up and you'd be willing to take on the world. That would be awesome. Hey, before we talk goaltending, because I definitely want to talk Levi, UPL, all that is happening with the Sabres. Uh, but good friend of the show, Sabres Live Overtime Podcast, Andrew Podorowski played his first game in the NHL this year with the Seattle Kraken. And you're a good friend of Potsy. Um, golf with him. I've known him for a long time. You got to go to Chicago to watch him play with the Kraken the other night. Tell us what that trip was like because uh, there was a few special uh, surprises along the way. Yeah, it was pretty pretty cool. Whirlwind of a couple of days. I'm talking like I actually was the one playing in the game. And, and yeah, Potsy's first game as a as a, a Seattle Kraken. Uh, you know, he, he got some games with the Canes in the past. Yeah. And obviously, for those of you that don't know Andrew, uh, you know, signed as a free agent on the college and 
he's, I mean, I think, I, I don't think I use the word lightly dominated the AHL. He's won two Calder Cups. He lost in the finals, I think it was last year, and, and he's had scoring titles. And, you know, last year he had a tough injury. He uh, ripped his hamstring off the bone, and, and yeah. he oh. actually was able to come back. So his father-in-law, John Froman, who, who's a friend, and, uh, you know, kind of reached out to a few of us, and uh, Phil DeSimone and uh, Mike Nagai, Lucas, his son, and Owen Sullivan, and, it was kind of like a last-minute thing Monday night. Hey, if Potsy's in the lineup tomorrow, do you want to go? And the answer is yes. Um, you know, then he mentioned you know possibly getting a plane, which I've never done before. Uh, oh, so you're not talking plane, trains, and automobile here. You're talking no, like the full top-notch experience of private jets. We did it. We did it. Yes, I shouldn't say we. John, <laughs> the host of uh, the Century, did it right. So, you know, we wait till pregame skate. I, I was fortunate enough to put in a call to my my old agent and Potsy's agent, Steve Bartlett and say, you know, what's friend what's, of the show too, Steve Bartlett, friend good friend show. of Sabres live. Yes. One of the top agents and, and top human beings in hockey, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, so it seemed like it, before we found out the official word that there, there wasn't extra forwards, they had injuries and, and all that. So, so once we found out that he was in about four o'clock, we flew out, grabbed some dinner, uh, got to the game. We got to see warmups. Potsy tossed, uh, a puck over the glass. That's going to go to my seven-year-old Leo who instructed me very specifically to get him a puck with a Blackhawks logo and a Kraken logo and also wow. get a Blackhawks statue uh, of some kind. It, uh, <laughs> so couldn't get him that. But So, that yeah, we, we had to, to jet out of there literally right after the game. Uh, you know, was in bed by, uh, I think, one thirty or 2 in the morning and was on the ice coaching at 7 a.m. the next day and then to work for the, uh, the Key Bank. So, um, quite the day, but it was it was great. You know, Potsy didn't get as much playing time as I think his he would have, uh, as we all hoped. A couple times he went to go on the ice, and his you know the, actually I think they drew penalties for the Hawks, so it was good for the team. But yeah. he played really well. He, he set up some guys and made some good plays. He got a power play shift in the third when they were down a goal. He was out with a man left, so it was an amazing experience. Uh, you know, Mister Fro definitely well, and and we're. More importantly, most importantly, very happy for Potsy because he's a guy that has worked incredibly hard, uh, has played incredibly well, and hopefully he can um, get a good opportunity. And stick well, up. let's uh, yeah, let's uh, thank you to uh, you know Mr. Fro Froman Law okay. and uh, his support with the Junior Sabers as well, right? Like, I mean, he's a big sponsor, a big supporter of the Junior Sabers program uh, with Pat Coletta and Nikom uh, Harbor Center. So uh, we uh, thank him for that, but thank him for. Having you along, this is NHL travel all through and through. So that's awesome. But, uh, well, one of the reasons I, I wanted you to come on today, Ladge, is, is number one, you great storyteller and very funny. But number two, you have incredible knowledge uh, when it comes to goaltending. And you do great job with youth hockey, college, junior, pros in the summertime. You break down video. Um, and now what we have here in Buffalo is Devin Levi, you know, not a great start to the season. They gave it a shot, you know, needs to work on his game and develop going down to Rochester and play. You played in the American league a long time. You've seen younger players, older players in the American league. So what, what do you see in Levi's game that you think will benefit from time in the AHL? And what is that like being able to develop and play at the AHL level from your experience? Yeah. Uh, well, a few things. So, so one, I, 
from a selfish standpoint, you know, growing up in Buffalo, man, I'm gonna, you know, get tricked into being a goalie, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> especially in that era. I don't sound old, but like basically, you watched who you had market, right? So I was blessed with, uh, you know, going back to even Grant Fear, um, you know, Dominic Hasek, uh, honestly yourself, and I've told you that before, Ryan mm-hmm. Miller, and, and so on. So I think that with Dylan. Or excuse me, Devin, Dylan. Yeah. But Devin coming to Buffalo, and, and he will be here long term. Like, one, I'm so excited just for, like, the goalie community in Buffalo to be able to see him. Because, you know, like, he's, like, six foot, and he's fast, and he has incredible edges. And cracking is fantastic, and he competes, and he battles. And, and um, you know, I I just I think it's going to be great. Because, you know, a lot of goalies in the NHL, as you know, Marty, like 6'2", 6'3", 6'4". So every goalie is at – I mean, most goalies are smaller, you know, right? At, that don't end up playing the NHL or pro. And, and for the local kids to see a guy that could play at that level at, at mm-hmm. a, you know, kind of a more appropriate size like myself, um, I think they're going to learn a lot from him. He's going to be very entertaining goalie to watch for a long time. But, um, you know, I just think that going to the AHL is going to get, I mean, I think in general, it just to get more efficient. I think when you're young, Marty, you can speak to this too. Like, you just learn how to become more efficient, how, how to, how to, less and do more with that how to take better paths to the puck how to hold your edges better how to process the game i mean when you're in college you know uh let's say you're playing the hockey east like he is like yeah like maybe there's a guy or two or three on the other team they're gonna end up playing the nhl but now when you're in the nhl everybody was not only that elite player in the in college or junior you know they've they've matured their game so Mm -hmm. it's a huge maturation process i think it's a great thing for him i saw a clip of his interview it sounded like he was really excited for the opportunity to play. And, um, you know, UPL is playing incredibly well, too. So from an organizational standpoint, from, from the outside looking in, I think it's a win-win for all. You know, obviously, I'm sure, you know, Devin would, would like to be in the NHL and be, you know, 10-0 and 0 and have eight shutouts. But, um, look, at, at yourself, uh, Millsy, Jimmy Howard, I mean, just trying to make some comparables. Obviously, you were in college, but Howard, Millsy, I was trying to think there's one other I compared to, like, Goalie's got to mature. It takes yeah. time. Now the NHL, I would argue, is as hard to play and as a goalie as ever. I mean, it, it yeah. used to be guy comes on the wall, rubs a clapper challenge. You know, it used to be pucks in the corner, identify where the free is. Well, now everyone's flying around. Everybody's skilled. There's not really like a, a meat line, you know. So I, I think the AHL is going to still it's, – it's going to be a great opportunity for him to play and help that team too and um, just mature. And, and, and I, there's not, there's not many goalies that haven't had to do that. So uh, for him to have the experience that he's already got in the NHL, I think will benefit him too to take there and then just work yep. on his game more efficient processing, you know, and adapting to being a pro. I mean, that was a long answer, but you know, no, it covers, it covers a lot. Like you did Mark. Yeah, no, it covers a lot, and I love it. Uh, David Leggio here for a couple more minutes. Leggio goaltending, Key Bank, Olympians, uh, you know, one that rewritten the rules. There's a rule now in the NHL, a David Leggio Leggio rule for uh, flipping the net over when you think you're better off facing a penalty shot. So that is uh, definitely some... uh, some good stuff. Uh, you know, you, me, Rob Ray, we all have rules written after us. So that's great. Uh, also, uh, you probably know him, but Darren Dreger will join us at the bottom of the hour. So TSN Insider Dregs will come on and tell us about stuff from around the league. You mentioned UPL, Ukopeka yeah. Lukinen. He's 
six two and one in nine starts this year. He has a six three and one record because he was tagged with a loss after coming in halfway into a game. Um, what are you seeing about Lucanen that's so different this year? You and I talk about goaltending a lot, and mm-hmm. you know we we see things sometimes similar, sometimes different. But what do you see of Lucanen that has made him so successful in his nine starts? Yeah, to to me, he's just he's just worked on becoming a lot more efficient. You know, I I think you're seeing a lot less movement. I think he's able to get his pad level down a little bit, maybe um, where he he just seems to fill more net, and and maybe that's you know, the gear, just optically how that looks. Um, yeah. Because sometimes he's worn darker gear and, and taller guys, you know, we talked about like that kid look different. Um, you know, I, I, I'm sure that uh, Mike Bales has, has had a big part of this too. I mean, his track record's great. We both know Mike. He's a phenomenal coach. And a lot of guys have come up to the NHL and developed, you know, well under him. And, um, you know, I, I think you could always see like what a great athlete he he is uh, over the years in Rochester and Buffalo and, and, you know, his skill and ability. And now it just seems like again, more efficient. Like he seems to be tracking the puck a little better, a little more patient on his reads, a little more patient on the puck releases, you know, using his post way better. I think his, his game, you know, for around the post and we talk about the RVH. So for those at home that don't know what that is, that's when a goalie's on the post with their pad leg down. So yeah. really good for wraparound plays, good for in tight jams and it good for plays around the network. You have to push off your post quick and make it backdoor play. And he's really improved that game too. And, and you know, I was fortunate to go to the game on Friday with, with my son, Leo. And one, I mean, as a Buffalonian my whole life, one, the atmosphere was amazing. It was great to see it sold out. The Sabres played great. They were physical, the scoring chances. Like it was, it was a really cool game to be, to be at. And, you know, UPL was fantastic. I mean, he just, it seemed like he was always in position. He was playing inside his blue paint, not over challenging. And, you know, push-pulling, so, like, he kind of remained, you know, together where he's not opening up holes for a, a, a guy his size. So, again, I, I, I said efficiency before, and I'll say it again with him. He's just become so much more efficient. You see that with young guys coming up, and, and that's what they need to get to. Um, you know, for people at home, you know, think Carey Price, think, uh, you know, yeah. Shesterkin, some of these guys. Like, even Vasilevsky, like, coming in the league, you know, when I played against him in the minors, like, he was really good, but he was a little over the place. Uh, and now – yeah, he can he can stretch and do all these things, but he's efficient for the most part. So, I mean, it's been, it's been fun to watch UPL play this year, and, and hopefully he can keep it going. He's, he's really taken a huge step what, in the right direction. What did you make of the paddle save on Jimmy VC? the dive back paddle save? Did you ever have one of those moments where you think you're beaten and you get the, the glove or the paddle back? That looked a lot like Ryan Miller. Uh, he's made that save a couple of times, uh, you know, diving back with the paddle. I had the one on Andy Delmore, but mine was yeah, a lot was more desperate yours, yeah. than than his. His was was more under control. So, what about that save? What did you think at that moment? I didn't see the game live because I had a big team visualized game that night. Oh, um, so you know <laughs> that's I, beer I got, hockey. Before yeah, those who don't know, <laughs> one of the one of the premier organizations, uh, you know, in, in Western New York. Um, but uh, I saw the replay, and I saw it again last night. The best part was that they showed the replay when the Rangers playing Detroit. I, I think the best part for a goalie is the like BC's reaction, like yeah. of pure shame and disappointment. Um, <laughs> I had one in Rochester against Binghamton where I kind of got spun around and dove and made a glove one. But the one that really I really liked was I was in Munich, we're playing Berlin, and with like 15 seconds left, a puck came from the point. They had a pulled goalie, went to the guy back door, and I stuck my stick out. It hit my stick, but the best is the guy like drops to his knees and grabs his head and like, <laughs> oh my God. 
And then the puck comes right around and gets in our back door. And he one times it and I save it and he like does it again. So they had like a gif. I wonder if I could find it with Red Bull that like he, it's the reaction. That's yeah. great. But yeah, I mean, you know, there's nothing better than that, especially if you make that save at home, you know. The, the well, you got to make his at MSG, which is such a famous, you know, good. arena. Yeah. So it's pretty cool to say, hey, I made something pretty uh, good at MSG and I'm going to take it and run with it. Uh, well, David Leggio, that was fantastic uh, time, good analysis, good storytelling. Now you can go on and uh, keep banking with uh, all that you do with KeyBank. And uh, I'm sure we'll have you on the show again. Uh, thanks for the time and thanks for all the good uh, Leggio goaltending moments you gave us here. Well, Marty, thanks for hosting a great show at Duffer. You guys are the best, and I will talk to you, I'm sure, very soon. Thanks for having uh, me. Were you gonna go, were you gonna say I'll hang up and listen? Isn't that <laughs> the, your tagline usually? I'll uh, hang up and listen there, Marv. Yeah, exactly. Marv on the car phone. Thanks a lot for joining <laughs> us today. We got to take a quick break here on Sabres Live on WGR 550. Only radio today on the way back. Darren Dreger, TSN Insider, will join us. See you in a couple. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.